Hello, and thank you for joining us today on Critically Speaking. I'm Cindy Mercer, and we're welcoming back author Jim Hammer, who has written a book titled Life Without a Critical Spirit. Thank you for joining us today, Jim. Hello, Cindy. It's great to be here. Wonderful. Jim, we have more exciting things to talk about today. As a matter of fact, we've been talking about, before the program came on today, about the turmoil that we see in the world. I mean, there's just so much that we just cannot wrap our minds around and why these things are happening. And we have to stop and ask ourselves a question. Was that God's original plan for the way things are going? How would you respond to that, Jim? God's original plan was so beautiful that, uh, you know, we were never meant to die even. We were supposed to live for eternity. But, you know, the enemy got in there, convinced Adam and Eve to go in a different direction, and we are now suffering the consequences for that. And I just see, you know, life, a lot of lives just in complete turmoil. Uh, Families are being torn apart. Children are bounced from place to place. You know, when I say bounced from place to place, I've seen children actually being taken out of their homes by the Department of Social Services and placed in foster homes, and parents being arrested and so on, and the children see all of this, too. The police come, and the social services come, and they take these children, and they take the parents at the same time. And these children, you know, I, I, my mind and my heart just breaks when I see and I hear things like this happening. But, yeah, uh, too. you know, families are being torn apart. Negativism is rampant. Uh, the lack of concern for the feelings of others, you know, this was not God's plan. He had had no concept of that ever existing. But, uh, but in the Garden of Eden, everything else was, was turned around. And we are living, and I believe, living in the last moments of earth's history when all of God's plan then will, will be renewed into the direction that he wanted it to be originally And it would never go backwards again. So, Jim, let me ask you a question. Is it possible that right now on earth, before we go to heaven, can we have this this harmony? Can we have this peace? Can we have this um, these attitudes that are not critical and are not negative, but where we can find happiness and, and, and good things? And is that possible? I mean, is it even attainable at this point? There's no doubt in my mind it's attainable. Because uh, Paul says that sin shall not have dominion over you. Mm. We can have victory over every sin. And when we realize, and and a lot of us don't realize, that a critical spirit, a negative spirit, fault-finding spirit, a judgmental spirit, that's not from God. If it's not from God, that means it's from the enemy. And whatever's from the enemy is sin. So we need to confess that it's sin and, and, and forsake it and repent of it. Just like we would uh, if we committed adultery. We'd have to confess and repent of that. But uh, our homes, and there's no doubt in my mind that our homes can be a taste of heaven. Our Mm -hmm. children uh, would long to come home. Actually, uh, when they're young, they won't even want to leave home. Uh, My one son tells people, you know, he lived right across the street from us. Well, he built a home across the road from us. And uh, But he told, while he was building that, he lived with us. He, t- he tells uh, everybody, stay with your parents as long as you can. He loved being Amen. here. And even when he moved out, he only moved across the road. <laughs> he didn't That's move not far very from far. Us. 
So, you know, he just loved being around home. And my other children, too, they're the same way. They just uh, uh, loved coming back home, and they don't live too far from us either. Amen. And again, my home wasn't always like that. My um, uh, children were raised in a, a home that God was not the center of. Okay. When I became a Christian, my oldest child was 15 or 16. My youngest one was nine. So they had all the formative years were already gone. And I had to totally surrender them to the Lord. And now one by one, as I pray for them, you know, I uplift them all the time. As I pray for them, one by one, they're coming back to their relationships with, with the Lord. They had all drifted away, but now one by one, they're in their 40s and, and early 50s. One by one, they're coming back. And Amen. I just praise God that as my wife and I intercede for them, the Holy Spirit is, is free to just just work with them in just a very special way. Jim, you have admitted to us before in a previous program that that you yourself have made mistakes, and we all have, but especially when we begin to preach to our children, especially our adult children. That is such a, uh, I think we all have struggled with that. But I know that God has, his spirit has convicted you to do something different. Well, you know, now that you mention that, Cindy, the thought came to me, you know, I still do preach to them, but I let my life do the preaching, not my words. Could you repeat that again? But but it's still a form of, of witnessing for the Lord. And uh, and that's what we have to do. We have to let our life reflect Christ and who, you know, and who we desire to send our children to. You know, and the yes. Lord will change their lives, too, just like he changed mine. Uh, you know, I'm no uh, unique person. The Holy Spirit is working with all of us, trying to change us. He brings us two things, and uh, and he shows us what we need to do to eliminate it. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, this critical spirit is, is so so destructive, not only to the person we're criticizing, but also to us, ourselves. Yes, that that's very true. When we criticize somebody, it not only hurts them, but it ingrains within our mind even more criticism. There's a, a comment you had made in one of your chapters in, book, in the book Life Without a Critical Spirit. You had talked about the fact that the, the people that we love the most are the ones that we often hinder spiritually. And I, I'm just sitting here listening to you going, wow, what amazing changes we could see in our spouse and our children if we could just love them the way that Jesus loves them. Yes. When I do seminars, one of the, uh, on a PowerPoint presentation, the main slide that I use starts with God, and then there's a line to me, and then to my spouse, then to my family then to the church family and to the community. If it don't start first between me and God, I can't minister to my to my wife or to uh, my children. I can't love Amen. them the way Jesus wants me to if I first don't have that connection each and every day. Uh, I can't be the husband that my wife wants me to be or that God wants me to be if yes. I don't first have that connection. Then I can't love my children the way God wants me to or the church family or the a community, or, and so on. Everything has to fall into place, but it starts with me and God. Amen. 
So what about our listeners today? They may be thinking, you know, I hear you, Jim. I hear what you're saying, but my home is far away from being Christ-centered. What kind of hope and encouragement can you bring them today that they can see a difference starting in their home? My home was the same way, basically. And uh, it was just a step-by-step procedure, but it's got to start someplace, and it's got to start with someone. So why not you? And why not now? And, you know, one of the things that I share with my children and in my family that we come in contact with my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, I let them know that I love them. I say that in words. You know, I love you. And my children are now, like I said, in their early 50s and mid-40s, but they respond, you know, and they've been doing this for years. I just, uh, for years, I just got off the phone with one of my children about two hours ago, and before we hung up, uh, he said, Dad, I love you. Amen. You know, I, I love you too. But normally, that's a, a normal conversation for us, how we end conversations. And it's not a phony thing either. It's, it's not a, just a passing thought. Uh, you know, it's, the way they say it is so sincere. But we can start the same thing with our children. Uh, if we have a, a, a home that is is not uh, a Christ Center home, and we want it to be, it can start with one person. Amen. And all you have to, you know, really, when we look at our children, they're so tender and just so precious, and yet we don't treat them like the way Jesus would want us to. You know, we give them everything, and some families do. There are some families that are totally abusive to their children. But I would say on a whole, we want to give our children everything that we can possibly give them, but we don't give them the love of Christ. Mm, And that's that's the most important thing. Amen. You know, I would like to suggest also, Jim, that I too had our home, my husband and our children. It was not always the kind of home that you could say Christ dwelled in. And uh, I chose to do one simple thing to start off, and I hope that our listeners can gain some encouragement from this. And I just simply took it to the Lord in prayer. I didn't know what else to do. And so I chose to pray and let the Holy Spirit show up and do what He knew how to do best. Yes. Amen. And, and you know, even uh, the power of touch. The power Amen. of touch is so very vital uh, that you, you know, hug your children or just wrap your arm around them and just kind of draw them close to yourself or just rub their hair or anything. But the power of touch is so very, very important, especially to children, I believe. Some of the most beautiful experiences I've had is when somebody was just talking to me and then they would just patted my head, you know, as a little kid. And I thought I I, uh, was just uh, taken up so high. I thought, wow, that person actually touched me. And I just thought that was just so beautiful. Uh, to me, it was. It was, mm-hmm. and, and that's why when I talk to people, uh, I know it ain't a popular thing today, but I still touch people. You know, I might touch their arm or their shoulder or something, but uh, their hand, you know, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to usually reach out and touch somebody. Well, you're letting them know that you care. Yes, amen. That's all. Jim, I want to wrap up this uh, episode today because we are quickly running out of time. It seems like it goes so fast, but I want to reflect on Philippians 4.13, and it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
Can I, can I just add, what, when we say we can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, it don't mean that if you didn't know how to cook, you know how to cook now. But Amen. That you can do all the spiritual things that Christ wants you to do through Him. Praise God. Thank you, Jim, for joining us today. It has been a real pleasure. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you again for joining us on our program, Critically Speaking. I'm Cindy Mercer, and we look forward to having Jim Hammer, author of the book, Life Without a Critical Spirit, join us again very soon. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. If you would like more information about Critically Speaking, contact Free Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org.